What is going on, everybody? Welcome back tonight at the fights uh, with your host, me, MMA Cover, and our good friend finally on the podcast for the first time, good friend Dylan. What's going on, dude? Hey, what's up, man? Good what's to be up? here. What happened? Good to be here. Yeah, finally, right? Good to have you on here. So UFC 259 is set in the books, and uh, I got I got to get your first hand thoughts on on what you thought of it overall. Oh, it was nuts, man! Big upsets all over the place for me. Um, I mean, I, in a bunch of ways, but the first thing I can't get over is the whole Aljamain getting the belt. And if I'm jumping the gun a little bit, let me know. But that no, 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 no. <laughs> so if you wanna, if you wanna, if you wanna jump into into talking about the Aljamain and Yon belt, I mean, I'm I'm all for it. This is this is what we do here. So, well, I want to get your take on it first. What did you What did you see, or what did you What did you get from it before we go into so, the drama? Uh, so obviously, what I got from it was looking at the scorecards recently. Yon was down, or not Yon. Uh, Aljamain was down about two rounds. One, I, I, one, I want to say is what it was. Right. But after looking at the scorecards and and you know digging a little bit deeper into into this whole mess of what happened there, I want to say I do think, because uh, obviously I know everybody was like, oh well, I also heard Jan's corner say throw it, and then I heard them not to say throw it, and a mix up and confusion of what happened. Right. So who did what? Um. And then, I mean, also there's pictures circulating. Was his knee really on the mat? Well, besides all that, before we even get into that, I want to see what did you see? Did you see an illegal strike? Did you see it? I mean, like- I, I, I mean, I saw, I saw a knee that that, like you said, is definitely illegal. Right. I mean, we we know we know we know as fans what's legal and what's not. You know. And as as a fighter for you know somebody like Peter Yan, I would expect them to know the same. You know, the hey man, these are the rules. Don't don't overshoot the rules. No, right? exactly. You know, and and the refs at the start of the fight make it very clear. Hey, we want a clean fight, no BS. All right. So when I saw and heard Yan's corner say throw the knee, and Yan threw the knee uh, immediately, I knew. All right, that's it. Yan Yan lost it. Yan definitely lost the title there's no there's no way around it there's no there's no way to cover it up you threw the knee your corner said to throw it and you threw it okay i got you i got you see i've been hearing that i've been hearing a few other things i'll give you what i got um the whole throw the knee thing and this is what i've read i because somebody started yelling in russian at the same time but the dude in english was saying Punch him, punch him. You can hear the audio. It's very faint if you go back and look at it. Yeah. And then the other guy is kind of inaudible. It's like he's either in a different language or he's just too loud and the speakers didn't pick it up. But nobody said knee him was the thing that came out as far as I could research. As far as as far as everybody can make out. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, well, I mean, I hate three point rule. So do a lot of people. It doesn't matter. That's the rules. But like, uh, I went back and I, I rewatched it quite a few times and it looked like one thing that stood out to me is like usually the three point rule when you have a knee and a foot down, 
the foot is like your toes down, right? He still yeah. had his toes poised in a position that you would have it if you were about to get up. And um, at the same time, I feel like Jan didn't really know what to do with that position for a minute. He looked to his corner. They just kept saying, hit him. It looked to me when he went for the knee, he grabs with his right arm, he grabs Sterling's left arm and tries to lift him as he throws that knee. So I wonder if it was kind of a last minute strategy thing on his point that obviously didn't work, but to like pull, pull Sterling up just enough because he was barely resting on it. And the ref was telling Sterling, you know, you're safe, basically. So I yeah. wonder if it was that's what I think happened personally. But like you said, turned out an illegal strike and that's what happens. But do you think it should have been a no contest or it should have been, uh, you know, Aljamain gets the belt? Because we had I, it, it takes me back to when John Jones uh, need Anthony Smith in the head. Right. And, and you know what? That That's a great point right there that I want to call you out on right there. Is everybody is referring to it as, oh, this is when John Jones beat Anthony Smith, like did, did the same thing, you know? And also on that same topic of uh, that night, I did hear Rogan in DC talking about that. So they, they kind of, you know, they kind of were like, hey, well, remember when, when this happened, when John Jones had that happen, so exactly, and that's the thing is, I'd and I'll, I'll critique it a little more. the The Jones knee wasn't nearly as devastatingly thrown as Piotr Jan did, in my opinion. Just the the way that they were postured, Aljamain was completely not braced for a shot. But then again, it's like it's a it's a knee by John Jones, so what are you gonna say? But yeah, the point was Anthony Smith took his time and kept on fighting it, like you know i don't know if that was a good decision he could have taken you know the disqualification or whatever but he he didn't and i everybody in the mma community give him respect for that yeah and uh one, one of the other big things about about the yawn and sterling fight is um would you have been okay if they would have called the doctor stoppage to that fight um, it's hard to say. See, because I was thinking, yeah, like I was thinking, yeah, totally doctor stoppage until I heard uh, Lando. I can't remember his last name, but he had a really good point. Uh, he was on Twitter or whatever, and he was saying if um, that hadn't been a three point, like if if uh, Sterling didn't know that that was a three point thing and that he just got need and it was a normal knee that just hit really well he would have tried to have kept going. And I'm not saying yeah. he played it up or any of that, but if you know that the rules aren't on your side, you're going to go hard, you're, especially for a belt, right? Yeah. And and the big the big thing with, with Aljamain that, that I noticed especially is nobody nobody wants to win a title like that. You you shouldn't – nobody in, the, in, in any division of the UFC should be okay with winning a title by, by disqualification. I – you know, this this kind of now shakes up that bantamweight division. Yeah, that this, is true. this is a this is a key thing for the bantamweights now. I mean, it, that would be the worst way possible to ever win a belt, and that's why I had some respect. I was like, oh, cool, like he left it in the thing, like he left it in the octagon. He knows this isn't how a champ becomes a champ. Uh, Piotr was raising his hand during the thing; he was confused. He thought it was going to be a no contest is what it looked like. And then 
Aljamain gets it. He's all emotional. I don't know why they let him do the mic. You're not supposed to let people do that if they're concussed. And I do think he was concussed. <laughs> I'm more than sure he was. Um, but yeah, moving moving forward, you know, now now we look at this bantamweight division in the whole screw up that this division is going to turn out to be later this year. Um, now, obviously, me and you have talked off off the podcast about this a lot over over the past couple couple months, and uh, we know we know TJ is going to come back eventually. He's waiting on that comeback fight. Now, now, what does this do for that bantamweight division? You have guys such as TJ, Corey Sanhagen, a lot of. You know, Aljamain, Yon, you have some of these top names now. What is that going to do with the bantamweight division? You know, it would be a fun one. I don't think it will happen, but you know it would be a fun one just because the rivalry would be uh, Garbrandt versus TJ again. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't – I wouldn't want that. I'd rather he come back and fight. I mean, Corey – do you think Corey Sandhagen poses too much of a – a problem for him because I don't want them to just give him somebody to run through so that he can get to the belt. I mean, did everybody say, "Oh, well, Frankie has Frankie Edgar's got this against Corey Sanhagen"? How many people did you hear say that? Right. And then, you know, shock the world. You know, yeah, that was me being one of those people. You know, <laughs> you knew I was going for Frankie Edgar, and when I seen that, I was like, "Yeah, no, nah, this isn't going to go well anymore." Well, if it says like this. Like if if uh, Aljamain, because they're talking about him being out for some time to recuperate after the concussion. Yeah, um, yeah. Like if Piotr Jan has to go down, I think it wouldn't be out of the cards to give TJ a number one contender. But TJ a shot. Yeah, personally, I think so. You think? Because you think TJ should fight Sanhagen? Sanhagen or Jan? If Jan goes down a rank. Well, I, I guess. I mean, I, I'm down. I'm down with the. I'm down with the idea of watching Sanhagen fight TJ. That'd be interesting. I mean, I I think that's. I think that's. You know, I hate saying this word on here, but I think stylistically that that is a. You know that. No, this is one of those times determining you can use that word. Not. Yeah, you know that's that's determining. Hey, who's who's who? You know who's better in this situation? You know. Yeah, because Sanhagen's a wizard on the and the and the big the big thing about the bantamweights is I didn't really hear Dana talk that much about it. You know, I don't think he knows what's going on. I don't. Yeah, I didn't like. You know, I normally right after the fights are over. You know, I normally tune into the into the press conference, but last uh, last weekend I didn't really hear Dana talk about it. So I don't know what what he plans on doing. What what he is gonna do? If he is gonna do anything, so there's so many guys up there, and it's all up in the air. And then you to continue with talking about uh, the whole Yon uh, Sterling thing. You see pictures later of him partying, of him with a bottle or whatever. Yeah. Now I don't know if you had a concussion. I've had a bad concussion, and I there's no way I was going out partying that night. You know? Yeah. He looked. He didn't I look mean, like he then... did in the octagon. Yeah, and then you know, there's obviously there's a picture circulating as like his knee isn't really on the mat yet; it's about a couple inches off of it. And people are like, "Oh, well, his knee wasn't technically on the mat." If they look at the picture, it doesn't show, but it's 
it's like maybe i'd say it's maybe about like two or three inches away from actually being on the mat so there's a small space between it so everybody's like oh his knee wasn't really on the ground that's the thing it's like that i would be closer to that opinion of well i mean technically if we're gonna call it like that and he was warned but at the same time you know you shouldn't have thrown that shot yeah no that that i mean like i said dude i'm more i'm more than sure you know more than positive that you know backstage they tell him hey you know we're gonna keep this fight clean even in the octagon keep this fight clean between you two guys in like you said in what mind you know you hear that one coach saying jab jab throw jab then you hear the other dude in the background yelling strike throw the knee strike and can barely hear him yeah it's true so i don't know what you heard about this but people were saying oh of course it was intentional because he was he landed a uh yawn landed a a headbutt to the back of aljermaine's head during that clinch and i couldn't really find it I saw where they Yeah, no, I don't I don't really think I saw that. Like I don't really even think he landed that. I mean, the only thing I know for a fact he did land was obviously the knee. Other than that, I don't see like this this is the thing that, that kind of sucks about sucks about a fight like this, dude, is you're gonna have so many people who analyze fights, who break down fights and are gonna be like, Oh well, at this timestamp, if you look at it, he does this to to Aljamain. It's like, what, what, dude? Like, where, where are you getting <laughs> the thought of him doing this? Like, dude, come yeah. on, you gotta be, you gotta be really desperate to be like, oh, well, he did this in this sense at this time in the fight. Like, no, no, could it just be that Aljamain started to gas out from all the takedowns and he, they. They got in a weird position and they were just kind of holding on to each other's hands for a second and he was trying to figure out what to do. It's like stop looking for yeah. trouble where there isn't. But I thought that was funny. Yeah. So uh so yeah, hopefully hopefully they could resolve everything in this bantamweight division of other than that, man. I, I honestly don't know what else they can do. Uh but moving down on to this next fight that I want to get your topic on. Uh yeah. I want to move down to the Islam Makachev fight. I want to know what you thought about that. That was pretty crazy. I I feel like because uh, Islam Makachev's no one to sleep on and hasn't been in it. Yeah, but I feel like he hasn't gotten a huge break, and um, everyone kept saying, "Oh, it's the next Khabib, next Khabib kind of thing," like they do every time someone comes out of Dagestan. But uh, his his style is completely well. I don't say completely different, but much much more. Uh, I don't know how to say, like, he seemed super energized. Like, he was going for random random things here and there, and then he would just, like, overpower, overpower. And Dober, who's supposed to be – it was Drew Dober, right? Oh, uh, yeah. He was Drew supposed Dober. to be, you know, this crazy wrestler, and I've seen him do some good ground control. Didn't seem to have an answer for it. So I thought I thought it was really fun. I, uh, I haven't followed Islam as long as I should have. And looked into it as much, but him as much. But um, as far as I can tell, he's going to be an exciting fighter. Now, now here's the here's the thing that that makes me laugh with with Islam Makhachev and all of that. So after that, 
you know, because I, I still think, like, right now, I don't think he's a ranked fighter, or maybe he is. Uh, but on Twitter, he was talking about having – on Twitter, he was talking about having somebody a little bit as a challenge next next for him to fight. And uh, he oh, yeah. said that he – he said that he wants to finish what his cousin or brother, I don't I don't know. It's it's a weird family thing. What Khabib couldn't finish against Tony Ferguson. What do you think about Islam Makachev fighting Tony Ferguson? I would love to see it. And personally, I think Tony Ferguson would take that. Um not judging by his last couple performances, but if Tony of old shows up, I could see him taking that. Because Islam's striking isn't nearly as polished but islam's sitting at 11 right now in the rankings so i mean there's there's quite a few guys i'd like to see him up against before i think he deserves ferguson personally because you know we got who are some of those fights i would say a really fun one for me would be islam versus uh dan hooker dan hooker sitting at eight oh that'd be interesting after after that loss to Michael Chandler, yeah, because I think Hooker's gonna come back like way better with the wrestling. Like, could you call me an optimist on that one, but I think that's just gonna get to him. Those dudes at City Kickboxing down there, are beasts. But if it wasn't that, Benil Darush has a decent ground game. I think he could. I think I think that could. I think that can be a fight of the Benil month. Darush? Makachev versus Darush. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. That'd be a good one. For sure. Felder's still at 10, but I think Dury should be good. But do you think do you think Dana gives him Ferguson? Because it seems like Ferguson's on his way out, kind of, in my opinion. Uh judging by judging uh what weight class is Bonkachev? What is that? Light, lightweight, yeah. Lightweight. Lightweight, yeah. Judging by it, we know. I think I would have thought like by now Dana would have already cut Ferguson just because you know you have you have what three losses too? Two it's two losses, right? He lost to Gaethje yeah, and May bad, and lost to like bad losses. Okay. Then he lost then he lost to, to Oliveira. So I would say I would say maybe there's a chance that that Dana gives Makachev Ferguson out of there. But yeah, just yeah, just as like, hey, if you win this, you can maybe stick around. But if you don't, I mean, it's your time, man. And that's the thing with a lot of, a lot of like, I guess I don't want to say old fighters yet because they're not really old fighters, but a lot of out of the league fighters, I guess you could say. Like, I mean, well, we could say the same. We could say the same thing about like, is Connor really done, or is Connor just on his way out? Like. Which one is it? Is Connor done after the uh, Dustin loss? Is Ferguson done after the two losses? Probably. Probably. I but, mean, that's uh, what it looks like to me. I, yeah, no, I think I think if the if the Ferguson and if Makachev and Ferguson doesn't happen, I'm open to seeing Dariush and Makachev happen because I think that would be an incredible bout. Oh, I'd I'd like that one, definitely. And I think they can. I think they can really put on a show between. I mean. We know they're both wrestlers. We know, we know, uh, Darius is looking to get somebody else. So why not give him? Why not give him? Yeah, he's hungry, and and with what you're saying about the, it, I kind of call it like a generational shift. It's not that like Ferguson or Connor aren't, you know, 
still beastly, but they're not. You got all these these new guys moving up, just like we're talking about, like Islam Makhachev, Benil Darush, Jeff Neal, like uh, Shabazian. There's just all these kind of up and coming. Gregor Gillespie, you know what I mean? Shemaya yeah. and all them. Shemaya comes yeah. out of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, dude. I don't. Yeah, I like the way you said it better. I mean, you said it sounding a little bit better, you know, a generation shift, which, which is true. I mean, we're already, I mean, yeah, I think what Connor Ferguson, Khabib and all of them, they, they had the mantle went back, like back in what, 20, 2010, yeah, 2011. Like a perfect example you know, of what I'm trying to explain is Frankie Edgar versus, um, uh, Oh God, I'm blanking out on his name. Knocked him out. Um, T-City, Brian Ortega. Brian Ortega versus Frankie Brian Ortega. Edgar. Frankie Edgar is a boss. Yeah. Everybody went in there thinking he was just going to bang, take him out. And T-City didn't even have to take it to the ground. He's that next generation of just just moving up. Yeah. So that's kind of what I meant by that. They still got it. I mean, it, it's, it's – is it is it crazy to you to see this, like, generation – I mean, this new generation never, of fighters like never shift. I'd see Connor like into. this. Never. <laughs> I mean, because like, I mean, I'm more than sure growing up, or if you're just getting into UFC, or you've been a fan. I mean, obviously, you know where I'm at on UFC. You know, I told you, I I came back during the Connor and Cowboy fight, which was obviously last year. But even then. Even before that fight, I knew what UFC was. I knew what it was all about. I just didn't start following it as much. But it's like growing up, you know, I think everybody looks at looks at like, you know, you can look at Khabib, you can look at Ferguson, you can look at Connor as, as these as these heroes, as these like, you know, as these warriors. But dude, when you're when you're older, you know, and you're starting to see them kind of just fall off the mantle, it's like, oh no, like this new this new generation, man, I don't know. They are on oh, something get, I else. Mean, my, my best example, because I started watching when I started fighting like 10 years ago, and my guy was Anderson Silva, right? Yeah. I knew nothing of not oh, yeah. any jujitsu or any of that. And Anderson Silva was a skinny guy because I was a small dude, and I was like, how is he doing this? And I, I, would, I wouldn't watch all the fights, but I watch his fights. And then to see him versus Stylebender, it was like an emotional experience for me. And that's like, you know, literally the passing of the torch. Like, Oh yeah, for but, sure. Yeah, to see all these guys, it is a trip. Conor McGregor, like I never. You know, we we look at we look at Conor, and you know, when when you talk about Conor, dude, you know, you talk about you talk about him knocking out Jose Aldo in thirteen seconds, oh, yeah. in a flat thirteen seconds. Like, dude, at the time, that was the most like whole dude. Like, hold on, hey, have you checked this out real quick? Check out this guy, Conor McGregor. He knocked out Jose Aldo in yeah, thirteen seconds. Yeah, I had just seen the Mendez like, fight, so I was like, oh, the, like I knew what McGregor was about because I had seen a couple of his highlights. Because I'm Irish, so they're like, oh, check out this Irish guy. When I wasn't really watching UFC much, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then um, I saw him beat Mendez, and after all the wrestling of the ground and pound he took, he got up and knocked him out and stuff. I was like, oh, man, and I didn't know much about Jose, so I was just, like, really one-sided. But when I look back at the career, it's like, oh, no wonder everyone was saying this is going to be Connor's first loss. Like, Aldo's a legend. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, it's it, this, like, you know, this newer, 
this newer generation of fighters really puts a test to to how good of how good are the OGs, how good are the originals, you know, the original generation before them, you know, because I know for a fact, and I know for a fact that most of these modern fighters now, the new, the newer generation, had to have gotten inspiration from most of these other fighters that were, you know holding it down when they were oh, 100%. Were Even Israel Adesanya talks about how the some of the ways he was able to beat Silva is because he memorized it. And I think that's a lot of what we're seeing in dudes coming up. Like, like Zabit. Like, he's a combination of yeah. so many things. You know, so with this question, would you say, with this next question, would you say that, like, what would you agree on this one? And this would be, is Connor and are some of the past generation fighters out of their prime? Are they no longer able to hang with the new generation moving forward? Um, altogether, I'd say it completely depends on the fighter. You could name a fighter and I could tell you, but there's no... All right, so let's. All right, so then if I'm gonna name a fighter right now, let's say Dominic Cruz because he oh. just beat Casey Kenny. See, and... I feel like that's one of those ones. Is like, did Dominic Cruz? I know he didn't get lucky, but Casey Kenny wasn't a title fight or anything. Like, if you put him up against the next top tier guy, does he do it? Does he not get injured yeah. in practice? Is the real question for Dominic, but. Uh, I think that generation, yeah, and, and in particular him, I think he's out. I think he's on his way out. I think he should just stick to doing the the anchor, yeah, commentating. And uh, not to say he's not an awesome fighter, but I think I think his time, like we're talking about, he he's yeah, been in the exactly. game, man. You you have been you have been in the game and you have done it before, man. There's no need to run it back and say, hey, I could get another title belt. Why put yourself to that that amount of injury when you know something can part of it? You've done it in they the don't past. Don't want to let go. A lot of these guys, and it's hard to watch. You know, which 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 sucks, man. You know, because people who come into the sport, man. You know, and you know, then you then you have over there. Then you have Dana doing the well. This isn't a sport. This is this is a hobby. Like, is it really though? Like these fighters are. These fighters, you got to think, dude, these fighters are from all over around the world and they're inspiring people to, hey, look at look at what we can do. Yeah, no, you know? it's, it's not a... Did he say hobby? Yeah, he, he said it a couple times before. He's like, this isn't a sport. This isn't a hobby. It's yeah, like, I don't have is a lot of really respect though? for Dana. I mean, I, I do for some of the things he does, <laughs> but like as a person... I do, I do for some, I do for some of the things, you know, for for it being for it being COVID That's and this all, man yeah, still that, doing what he's doing. <laughs> hey, man, much much respect to him, dude. And I apparently, from from what I've been hearing, Texas is opening and yeah, I was gonna bring that if up. They're already open. That? You think it's gonna be just a madhouse? Just Texas fights every weekend. I, I mean. The only way Dana really said, because Dana said he called Houston or Dallas, and they were like, no, we don't want you guys here. And then Dana was like, all right, cool, and called Houston. And Houston was like, hey, we're open. We're yeah. open to have you here. And so when they asked Dana, he was like, I'm only going to go if I know I can sell the, the whole the whole stadium. And it was like, dude, 
what are you doing? Like, dude, you don't even really need to sell the entire stadium. Just have a have no, a crowd. Just, I, I like I like the the spirit though. Like, let's get back to it. Let's get back to crowd. Uh, yeah, you know, crazy knockouts and the the crowd pumping up the fighter. You know. Now here, now here's the thing though: is if we switch back to a crowd, is it gonna affect you? Because we've been so long, it's been so long without a crowd. So, are you okay with switching to back to an audience, or would you rather have no no crowd? That's an interesting one. No crowd. Here, look at it this way: no crowd, no crowd. You hear the shots, you hear the coaches, you hear the corner teams, and all that. Or a crowd, and you hear no coaches, no I, corner. I teams. personally want it with a crowd because of those reasons. Like, I think it's more fun when you can't hear. Because even a couple fighters said, like, yeah, I heard DC say something, and I switched my, uh, I switched up what I was doing in the game plan, and I ended up winning. And it's, like, as cool as that is, and as, like, special as it is to be able to hear each shot or, like, hear the the war cry of the guy screaming who wins, I think it's – you have way more of those times where where dudes start slugging it out, just absolute bang fest when the crowd is cheering them on. Like I feel like they they go further than they would if there weren't people there, but it all depends on the fighter. Oh yeah, it all depends on the what fighter. Happened? I feel like a lot of people prefer it quiet. Yeah, it it yeah, yeah. Once once again though, it depends on you know how how you do how you, I mean how you like it. If you like it with no crowd, if you like it with an audience, I think hey, we get it's, far it's more bangers you, with the crowd. But I'd ask you the same question. Which oh one yeah. Do you, do you prefer? Sure. Did you like being able to listen in on every little thing going on? I like I I mean I love the idea of there not being fans there right now because I love hearing, you know, the corners telling them, you know, especially in the corners, you know, when you have corner coaches such as like Trevor Whitman or Matt Brown or I mean obviously I guess we could yeah. say Khabib now. When you have corner coaches like that, dude, it's like it's awesome to hear them what they're telling their fighter. But at the same time, it's like, hey, you realize you could be telling your fighter everything you just said, not realizing that on the other side of that octagon is your opponent. So I'm more than sure, you know, they yeah, can hear unless what you're in saying. another language, it's a risky so it's, game. Yeah, unless you're in another language, you know. Well, yeah, I've definitely but, uh, been loving that. I, I, me personally, me personally, I, I would want the crowd back. I would. I would enjoy crowds being That's back. A, I hope Dana packs up Texas then too. Is is it is it a risk? Kinda, but I mean, I'm more than sure if Texas is fine with it being open. I'm more than sure they're if fine it's against to, if it's not against a lot of people have, of their own accord. You know what are you gonna do? You went on your own accord. Nobody told. Yeah, it's it's your own it's your own accord thing. So. Good little rant right there. Uh, we're gonna move up to the next fight. Amanda Nunez literally breaks Megan Anderson. Sad. That's how I'm saying it. She broke her in like the first, second, first round, second round, whatever it was. Devastated her by a submission, was, and not just a submission, and uh, like a triangle choke, the triangle the while pulling off the an triangle. Arm bar. Like that's. That's, she goes out that's there and she bangs so hard that we forget you know? she's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, you know? Like, she just knocks yeah. everybody oh, yeah. out. Apparently, she was knocking out a bunch of men during her training camp. 
it's it's like, dude, honestly, she's like, I mean, apparently to Amanda, what she said is she's cleared out the division. But this morning, I was watching a little highlight thing this morning, and uh, I think it was Juliana. Oh yeah, the Amanda? one she was asking like How the same night. Yeah, okay, so she basically was like, she hasn't cleared me out. She has no reason, like, dude, she this morning, and I'll I'll send you the clip after this, she basically went off and was like, she hasn't cleared out the division yet. She still forgot about me. All these other girls that are lazy to make 135, the jump from 145 to 135 can easily do it. They're just too lazy to. Like, she went on a rant this morning, man. And I was like, geez, I was like, is this gonna be what we get? Or are we gonna are we gonna wait Surely to see what Amanda yeah, wants to do? Because at this, at this point, point. <laughs> at this point, what do you what do you want to do with her? Well, what do you want to do with Amanda? I actually had a, a note Jeez. on this one because because <laughs> Amanda said, like you said, I've cleared out the division and she I don't know if she was talking or if I just heard rumors about her talking to dana about going to cross promotions now have you heard the name Clar- clarissa shields yeah that's yeah, the so, boxing right is that the yeah, yeah okay the wbc transitioning to mma Could yeah you imagine amanda versus her yeah i don't know what her weight class is though but uh i i don't know i what can, her see, weight I class can is. see them doing something like that As yeah super fight super because fight amanda's done everything Super fight? Yeah, she has. I mean, she doesn't really have... What more is there for for Amanda to do? I mean, she's literally, like we said, cleared out both divisions. What is there to do? Drain Amanda, Holly Holmes, and all the other, like, four through ten are just fighting each other and not getting close. So... You know, and... Last night, apparently, I heard. I don't. I think it was a rumor going around because everybody signed, kind of started to clear it up as it got later in the night. But uh, everybody was saying that Dana is going to do away with the female one thirty five, and they're just going to have. They're going to have the flyweight, flyweight, uh, women's flyweight, strawweight, and then the bantamweight, yeah. right? Female bantamweights. Yeah, so they're going to do away with the 135. I don't know how true that is. I haven't heard about that yet. But, yeah. If so, I I don't really, like, what are you going to do with all the 135ers? Where are they going to go? (laughs) Going to have to drop weight to cut down to straw weights or fly weights? They could probably make fly weight. I can't think of any Division 135ers that, like, just off the top of my head that would be... For either of those, I mean, and then like we know, there's there's a there's a bunch of upcoming fights where where we have, I mean, we have we have Shevchenko fighting Andrade, and I can't wait for that one. Absolutely, Let's see how think, that one goes. Uh, Andrade is going to have much to do. No. An advantage. <laughs> Valentina's good all over the place. She might be stronger. Uh, Andrade might be stronger, but Valentina will just pick her apart. But speaking of women's, what are you thinking on Rose Namunas versus Zhang Wiley, the uh, 
strawweight champ. Oh. I I love the idea of that fight. I think I think it's great. If you yeah. ask me. Do I think do I think yeah. Doug Rose gets it done? Uh, I wanna I wanna lean and say yes to it, but at the same time, after looking at, you know, yesterday or wait, was it yesterday? Yeah, I think or no, maybe it was Monday. No, yesterday. It was one of those days. Um I know yesterday or the day before that was International Women's Day, so UFC had posted Whaley versus Joanna, and I was like, "Yeah, there's no way Doug Rose <laughs> I watched stands even even the slightest even slightest chance of fighting this girl." I was like, "If she did that to Joanna, I can only imagine." What She's she a machine. To, I don't know if you've seen her training videos, but it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, a grown man, she would probably kill me. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and it, it dude, it's crazy because it's like, all right, well, let's let's just let's give Doug Rose the benefit of the doubt, and if she does get it done, what does that do for her? Well, it definitely definitely makes her the champ. But if if I'm correct, I've heard I've heard Rose in the past say she doesn't like being champ because it's too stressful. You basically have everybody gunning yeah, for you at that she point. She did say that. So, so she it's like to handle it well. I mean, I, I, yeah, she doesn't. I you don't know. know though. I don't. I don't even really. I might regret saying it, but I don't really give Rose a puncher's chance in this one. Like Jean Wiley is just better everywhere, and you know. But then again, we got we got to give Rose we got to give Rose's head coach credit. I oh, mean, yeah. she trains with Trevor Whitman. Yeah, Pat Barry. I mean, he, you know, you know, yeah. I'm not, so I'm not defending them. I'm just saying I mean, she's more of a does, volume puncher, which she does very well. She's not like she's not gonna drop anybody out there. I think John Wiley has so. I mean, look at her shoulders, man. It's like a truck. She's she's quick. She's quick. It's it's. It's crazy to think how quick she was moving with. I mean, even in the later rounds when she fought Joanna, if you look in like the fourth and fifth oh, round, she she's moving tired. quick, dude. Yeah, she's still moving quick. And it's like, what is she on that is making her just bounce back and forth like that? She is just constantly moving in and out, in and out, and it's, it's it is crazy. Good. But I don't see her getting the belt again. And if she does, she just seems to lose it because she's too stressed. Yeah. Of course, last time she talked about it, she just said she wasn't in a good headspace when she had the belt. So, I don't know. I think the last time she had the belt is when the whole Connor and Khabib incident happened. Oh, yeah, happened. and she was on the... Uh... It's when Connor chucked the dolly at the bus, and she was on that bus, and she was like, that thing could have nearly killed me. And yeah, it was she got like, pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, hey, man, I would be pretty mind blowing too if you know I'm chilling on a bus and I see a dolly come no, flying through the window. That's true. No, I'm not. I'm not there. I would, I would, I would assume. I would, I would like to just sit there on that bus and assume maybe it was Connor that threw that because Connor seems like he's the only one that has some. If I was magical... sitting on that bus, I'd be happy because I'd be getting Don't... a fat paycheck, <laughs> red penny night for me. <laughs> Just dude, like I like okay. Who okay? We know Rose was on that bus. Besides Rose, who else was on that bus? Nate uh, Diaz, 
uh, I think Edson Barboza uh, was on that bus as well. I'm blanking out his name. Who? Um, he with the mullet. Uh, it's gonna kill me. I'll find it. Um, but yeah, Khabib's on there, obviously. Khabib, Nate Diaz, Edson Barboza, I think. And then Doug Rose, a couple other fighters. And for you to just get a, the Diaz brothers were on there. Both Diaz brothers were on there. For you to just see a dolly come flying out the window, yeah, I'd be pretty worried. I just want to get off and fight him, which I thought. <laughs> yeah, most of them. Yeah, Diaz, Diaz was like, yeah, I, I would have gotten off the bus. You wouldn't have done anything. You would have got off the bus. Connor would have slept you right there in the parking lot. Khabib, he wasn't going to get off the bus. Yeah, he was, he yeah, don't care. You're really going to tell me. You're really going to. Here, hold on. Let's look at it this way. You're really going to tell me. A man who wrestles bears when he was little is worried about a guy who's throwing a dolly out of butt. Michael Chiesa was the dude with the mullet. He got glass in the face. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, dude, what? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think I think Whaley keeps that belt, though. I don't see anybody taking it off of her anytime soon. Just because it's, I mean, I don't know. That that division's really weird. And, you know, I like I said, I don't see anybody taking that belt off of her. Hey, speaking at, of belt defense, soon. bro. Speaking of belt then, defense, what did you think about uh, Blahovich defending his belt? Uh, all right. So here's the thing with, with, Jan, and, with Jan and Adesanya. And here, here's the here's the thing that I thought. I hate the people right now that are like, "Oh, good, Izzy should stay out of Izzy should stay out of the the light heavyweights." It's like, all right, hold on. First of all, that person who said that, and we all know those little internet trolls want to sit there and bash on everybody now. The the ones that are like, "Ah, oh, the ones that were going for Izzy suck now," and all that nonsense. All right, listen, drop the facts real quick. One thing that I wish. And I'm not I'm not gonna get on here and start bashing on Izzy. No, no way, no way. Sorry. I just think Izzy. I'm first of all, first off, here's here's how I'm gonna do it. I'm glad to see Izzy take a loss. That that's that's the number one thing. I'm glad to see Izzy take a loss. Now, does Izzy did Izzy take a loss in Middleweight? No, technically he's still twenty and zero in the middleweight division. He True. hasn't lost in the middleweights. Now, over on the light heavyweight end, he's twenty and one because he lost to he lost to Jan. So for all the people that are sitting there and going the oh, is he's twenty one? No, he's twenty and one in the light heavyweights. It's twenty and zero. Well, since in the he's not had to fight any of the middleweights, would be zero and one. Or well, like well, oh or at, or well, any yeah, heavyweights, I mean. Would it would it be that? It would be 0 and 1. It would be 0 and 1. So he is 0 and 1 in the light heavyweights, 20 and 0 so in the middle. You're saying you weren't gonna criticize Adesanya at all. I'm gonna give I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna criticize gonna the guy. I'm not gonna criticize the guy. The only because one and I actually what think is it? If he had this, he would have been able to pull it off. So, Adesanya what is it? just got his purple belt. And 
Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Right. Right. He got that back in like January. Jan has had yeah, his last black year. belt. I don't know how long, but to get there, it's so far from a purple belt, it's ridiculous. When you add that extra 35 or 25, 30 pounds, plus that ground control that comes with being a black belt, I think he would have been able to get it because he was doing a yeah. decent job of keeping Jan from doing any of the submissions that he's usually good at on the ground with bigger dudes, but he just couldn't figure a way out of it. I think if he had been a black belt as well, because of his like really long limbs, he would have been able to maybe even secure a submission or at least get out of there. That's the one thing I would say if he had better jujitsu, not ground game, because he's got great scrambles. He has great takedown defense that, but jujitsu itself is what could have won him that my opinion but other than that i had mad respect he didn't cut huge or he didn't try to put on way more weight he was striking out striking him the first three rounds in my opinion and i understand why the decision went because you know a little bit of ground and pound goes a long way with the judges but it uh people who were talking so i mean even dana said someone had a 40 49 45 or whatever it's like it's like a ten eight. Nobody nobody saw a ten eight here. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. And you know, like like I said, I'm not gonna criticize Adesanya for for what he did. You know what? If if anything, you know, I get I give him respect. You know, making that jump to light heavyweight. Nobody's done not, that. Not a nobody's easy tried task. to move up from you know? middle to light and take take both belts, and especially to never fight any other light heavyweight and just go for the champ nuts yeah you know um now i gotta ask you this is the super fight that we all been asking for adesanya and jones is that off of the table now Um, is he lost as a fan and like a fighter no i think izzy can come back as a from what people are gonna like see from all the casuals and like a business standpoint i don't know if it's gonna work because that that was like a big deal before and people are gonna say oh yon's nowhere near what jones is and or what you know he will be by the time adesanya faces him and that kind of thing and they're just gonna count out yon but if if he couldn't i mean the point is there to be made if he couldn't beat yon he'd be absolutely destroyed by jones at this point like, had we seen current Izzy go up against Jones, that would have been horrible. But I wouldn't rule it out in the future. You think – yeah, yeah. You think – all right, so right now, let, let's focus real quick on this on this light heavyweight ranking system, right? So we know we know Glover Teixeira is number one. So Jan eventually is going to have to fight Teixeira – yeah, to defend his belt, right? He's already beat Dominic okay. Reyes, but Alexander Ratchik or whatever he's beat Reyes Santos, so that that could be right. So does that I put him so. in the runnings for I a title Glover's... shot? He looked really good in his last fight, but he's he's quite old, <laughs> and Dominic. I don't he... know. Okay. So wreckage, yeah. or. Rackage, whatever you call him. He obviously won over Tiago Santos. That puts him kind of up there in the rankings. I think he's like number four or something like that right now. All right, so he's number four. No, he took he took Tiago. 
Thiago's uh, place. He's number two. Black Hope. Santos at four. Yeah, so I think that is the fight. Is he number two? Okay, so I would say, yeah. I would say instead of giving Tashira the fight, but, I mean, I, here's how I would even it. Because Jan said he wants to take a year a year break, which is cool. Fine. Or not a year, like a year, a kid. year something break, something like that. He said. Yeah, because he's got he's got his family going on. So the fight that I would make is Glover Tashira versus Wreckage. But we already know that Tashira is in that lining for that number one spot. So it's it's kind of it's kind of confusing division right now on what to yeah, do. I, I don't know. I could see him going against. They were saying Glover. I thought next but yeah yeah i mean I he's everybody it, was saying but to share. i don't know i think it's not as good a fight as alexander i'm so surprised tiago santos has dropped down no he was when i saw him versus jones especially with right? all those injuries i thought like he was gonna be something when he got back without all those injuries yeah all right and then if we turn if we turn attention to Adesanya, and obviously he's gonna go back down to middleweight and potentially just start duplicating fights over there again, because that's all he really has to do. Right now, you gotta think, remember, right now in April, in April we have Till Vittori, Costa Whitaker. All on the same card, or they're either all on the same card or they're yeah, leagues apart from each other, something like that. So, on top of that, we also have Kevin Holland and Derek Brunson, who are you know slowly moving True. up that chain. Now, I want I want to see what they do because when you get to April, what are you going to do with those four middleweights? What are you going to do with Costa? What are you going to do with Till? What are you going to do with Vittoria? Well, what are you uh, going to do with That all depends who wins Till versus Vittori, who wins Costa versus Whitaker. I got, well, I got Till on Vittori fight, dude. I, you know me. I can't stand. I can't stand Marvin Even Vittori. if I couldn't I'm not, stand him, which I can't. Fan he's, skill-wise, I don't even know how he's number five. He's terrible. Skill-wise, he's... Because he beat yeah, Jack Hermanson. I mean... That pissed Till's me gonna... off. That fight pissed me off, man. I was like, "This is stupid." I was like, "How do you lose to him like that?" Yeah, come on, man. That was that. Honestly, I blame Hermanson on that one. He wasn't doing anything. I was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Why are you letting him piece yeah. you up like this?" Man? Come on, you have knockout like, power. Use it, cowboy, in the first round. <laughs> like. Like sitting there yelling at my TV, people are looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, this is important right now. Right? Their weight rankings right actually yeah. matter. It shouldn't be happening, damn it. Yeah, till I was like that with Dustin and Connor. When Dustin when when Dustin knocked out Connor, dude, I was like sitting there at my table yelling at the kid from oh, uh, Louisiana. Yeah. Like the the part that Dustin is from, I was sitting there at my table holding my bottle of water. And when John Anik was yelling, I was sitting there yelling at my TV from my table. I was like, the kid from Louisiana actually did it. Everybody's all looking at me at my house like I'm crazy or something. I was like, I'm sorry, I, I got too invested in it. 
big surprise for a lot of people. You didn't think this? Oh, yeah, it was a big surprise, but it's like, you know, going to get back to the middleweights before I get off topic again. But uh, Costa and Whitaker, come on, really? Like, depends on what Costa we get, though. If we get a focused Costa or sober Costa or uh, hungover Costa, I don't, I mean, I don't it's know. over. I don't, I don't know. know. Whitaker, I feel like he – some. Whitaker keeps him. Yeah. Whitaker keeps him at He's distance. Whitaker. Whitaker keeps him at distance, and Whitaker uses those those uh iconic yeah, leg kicks that Whitaker, uses. Whitaker. Ah, yeah. If if he does, dude, if Costa somehow manages to, Costa has to get past the reach barrier, which I think Whitaker would have reach on that. And Costa has to get into that groove of firing right well, as he's in that such a weird position. Style. He's all other than the... in and out before Costa can throw. Costa's so slow. He's a he's a heavy hitter, but exactly he's so slow compared to the uh, many of the other middleweights, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah. Who would you have? Yeah, so it's just it really depends on on how Whitaker plays out, you know. If Whitaker is using reach and distance to his advantage, he's got it. If Costa's trying to bomb rush and push in there as fast as he can, it's not gonna work. Which out. is usually what he does, which I think he do again. <laughs> yeah, which is what he was trying to do with Izzy, but Izzy wouldn't let him. Izzy would keep him at distance, yeah. you know. Izzy would keep him. Izzy would keep oh, him at him the end sad. of the reach, you know. And then the, the after Izzy and lost I, to Jan, he's sending out like those wine emojis at him and stuff. Like, were you hungover? It's like, dude, you're making fun of yourself. Like, who gets drunk off of one bottle of wine? You're making, you're making like that's that's the one thing I don't understand. Dude. Like, if we're bashing you because obviously you were hungover when you fought Izzy, don't don't go out and try to bash somebody. Well, my else, favorite dude. was uh, it's not after enough. what Izzy did to him at the end in the cage. Oh, now it's personal, <laughs> right? It was good. <laughs> it's like, dude. It's like, it's like, man. I I I know everybody is is worried about what's gonna happen with Izzy, and I can tell you guys right now, it's fine. Izzy just here's what Izzy should do. Izzy just needs to go back to the game plan, reassess some things, look over where he look over where he fell in and out at, fix up those patches, re-tighten down everything, you know, make sure he's in a right position, you know, in a smooth mindset, and go at it again. You know, you can't knock a man off for moving up a weight class and falling down. You know, he's got to get back up on. Yeah, well, once he drops down a little weight, it's it's not. I mean, it got to be so much of not much of a challenge that he wanted to do become a light heavyweight, which is pretty insane. Yeah. You know, you're not, you know, you clear out a division, you know, that, that opportunity of Izzy going for lightweight, for lightweight, for light heavyweight, that opportunity will come. Now is Jared. Well, did he get let go? Uh no, two the two most recent let goes and are looking to join uh 
bare knuckle fighting or Junior Dos Santos yeah, and Alistair Over. Those that. are the two recent goes, which I'd is mind blowing. Do that. <laughs> I mean, why not? I mean, like, what's the? They're old. Dudes I mean, are just we know what the out. I mean, it's gonna. I'm gonna watch it. It's gonna be great. But sometimes we everybody everybody said that about Paige Van Zandt when she joined. Like, dude, well, she's too pretty free. to be she's in bare knuckle. <laughs> she's super young. Right? She still got, dude. Irene. She got. She got pretty rocked in in the in bare knuckle. Oh, I didn't watch fight. it. She didn't even win it. Yeah, like she she lost it, but she didn't lose like you know she didn't lose horribly. I mean, she lost by unanimous decision. But still, seems like everybody you know doesn't want to go to like Bellator or some other MMA organization. Just goes to BKB, you know. Yeah, PFL. PF PFL is supposed to be starting up in April or oh, something, cool. something like that, and. Uh, PFL is going to have April 24th is, I believe, when they start. Which you is know who's fighting? Friday or Saturday. No, okay. Uh, Anthony Pettis is fighting. I don't know who he's fighting, but I know he has. I know he has okay, a fight. Yeah, I heard he signed, but I didn't PFL. hear that he was actually doing anything yet. Yeah, he, he signed, and then he said that he had an opponent, and some, like, Russian dude, I think, or something. I don't know. It's nah, Pettis, though, so I ain't even worried. Yeah, no, nah, Pettis, Pettis is fine, dude. When they were like, oh, he's fighting the Russian guy. Oh, he could have stayed in the UFC, in Pettis, my opinion. Yeah, he, yeah, you know, he could have stayed. I'm surprised, you know, when, you know, and I'm, I'm really surprised this never happened. But, well, Anthony was in UFC. I'm surprised Sergio never well, joined. Well, he's in Bellator, isn't him. he? Yeah, yeah, he's he's in Bellator. He's he's running he's running rankings right now, dude. He's looking at a title shot. I think in like May, well, May or April, somewhere. Isn't he younger? Somewhere too? soon. Be... So I think he he's. Might, I think he's. Yeah, see, he he's a younger brother. See you later. You never know. Be... What would it, what trip would it be if Pettis <laughs> if Anthony was his coach and. Like, dude, I honestly think, dude, that that I want work. them to bring like, Ultimate Fighter back. Know? That'd be great. Cause, cause you know, with because uh, there's a couple times in Bellator where Pettis yeah. was there or Anthony was there. Yeah, like cornering his brother, cornering his brother, and I was like, dude, I was like, that's so dope. I was like, what if Sergio moves to UFC and his corner man and his that's is his sweet. brother? Like, do you know how dope that'll be? You know, and you know who's to say Anthony can't be like, "Hey, let me teach you some of the show tricks the that I time. know." You know, because show him the showtime. Show him the what's it called? Show him the kick off the wall. I mean, hey man, that was like a one-time deal. I swear yeah. it was. We never seen him do it again. I, I mean, unless him. I'm wrong, but I remember. Yeah, from Anthony, you know, from that being like that, that's also another reason of what got me to join in watching fights is seeing that kick yeah, off the game. That, like, yeah, that was pretty clean. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I started looking at highlights and I seen that. I was like, dude, I was like, I got to start watching this somehow. I was like, that was beyond clean at what he did. 
I've never seen a man run off the side of a cage. Gave everybody ideas the at the time like, in the gym, to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. That that that's insane, dude. When you can pull something off like that, dude, that is that is so insane. Um yeah, so then moving down, uh we kind of touched base on the Dominic Cruz and Casey Kenny fight, which was, you know, Dominic Cruz. Some some magical way it was Dominic Cruz that one. Uh, then we got Askar Askarov beats Benavidez due to decision. I did not That's see that, but I was real sad break. when I saw the ESPN pop up with that. Yeah, I know. I was real sad when I saw the fight, too. I was pissed. I was frustrated. I was like, man, I was like, come on. Uh, honestly, dude, my thing, my thing with that is, uh, Benavidez is out, is on his way out. I don't, I don't really care what anybody says. You have four. You have yeah, four I losses you back to back. The UFC. You're done. Just go ahead and go, man. It's not. It's not worth it. Don't go to Bellator. Don't go to PFL. Or don't go to Bare Knuckle. Don't go to any yeah, of these other organizations, man. Just go. go. Yeah, dude. Yeah, start coaching. I mean, be be a coach. It's fine, man. I mean, but when you lost to Figueredo twice. And then I can't remember who he uh, lost the third time. I can't remember last either. And then uh, just recently lost to Askarov. It's like, yeah. he's got to go, man. He's got to he, go. He's, he's on had his a way huge out. career. It's it one sucks. of those ones you hate to see when they can't let it go. Yeah, you know, it's like, dude, stop chasing gold, man. You're not going to get it. Just go. Just dip out. I mean, he's numbered. He was number two. Couldn't break like, it, though. Three. <laughs> but you know what? It's fine. You know what? Because you know Joseph Benavides. It's fine. We got other. We got other Benavides who are fighting in this family. All right. Don't worry. We got cousin David who's fighting in boxing. Nice. Who's a champion? Twenty eight no right now, which is crazy. So I ain't even worried about that cousin. Joseph is fine. He can go. David, he's cool. Never met him, but nice. I know he's my cousin. <laughs> he's good. got my That's last good. name, man. All right. <laughs> And uh, last, last like family member we talked to, my dad, my dad was like, "Hey, do we know who this Joseph Benavides?" And they were like, "Yeah, he's related to us." And I was like, "All right, cool. Yeah, that, that crazy, crazy everything up." So why can't he follow me back on Instagram and respond to my DM that I wrote him <laughs> about losing to Davidson Figueroa? <laughs> it's like, come on, man. No, um, no, but yeah, Askarov, Dagestanian. Crazy, I don't know. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't catch that one, but anyone from Dagestan is insane. Yeah, Dagestanians. Are... <laughs> what about the Thai car of the French? Did you see that one? Only Did you see that fight? Okay, so you miss yeah, you miss majority sure. of like the about, prelims yeah. and the early prelims, right? All right. Well, basically, the Thai car of France kid knocked out Ow. his opponent. Was pretty bad. Was like uh, TKO. I know that, but it was like I don't remember what it was, but I know he knocked him out. It was pretty bad. It was a pretty bad highlight. But uh, since you didn't really see any of the other fights, we'll go ahead and jump over to the yeah. upcoming fights that we have. And uh, sat- Saturday we got Leon Edwards versus Bahal Muhammad, which Leon needs to stop. Man, I don't know what his deal is. 
Like, dude, I don't like stop calling. Like, okay, so here's my thing with with Leon, and it's starting to get frustrated with this kid. Is it's like I want to fight somebody. I'll fight Wonder Boy. I'll fight so and so. When they respond, it's like oh, I don't yeah. want to fight you. Just Why are you saying out. that? It's like, dude, you're constantly calling people out left and right, one after another, and it's like. Yeah, I can totally run through Wonder yeah. Boy. Let's <laughs> set it up then. I don't want to fight you. I think even uh, why not? Jorge Masvidal was talking about it's... that. Like he posted the Twitter clip of what happened backstage at the oh, O2. Yeah. No, that was I great. think it was the O2 arena. Like you know, Masvidal was like, "Hey, this is always ready to go again." And I was just like, "Oh, yeah." I don't. I'd see Yikes. probably blow Muhammad. In that one, just because, if anything else, because of ring rest. I mean, how long has it been since Edwards fought? Or <laughs> it's been a minute. Or Leon Scott, as I like to call him. Um, <laughs> I think I think ring rest is going to be a thing. And like you said, he's not a real one. He came backstage talking at Masvidal, who came up with his hands behind him. You know, non-confrontational. It was like. Dude, don't do that. Like, at any point, why would you try, like, why would you go backstage and talk to Masvidal like that? Like, (laughs) dude, yeah, you know, real quick, dude, that was just, that was like, you know, in a couple seconds where he threw, he threw those three. So it was like, dude, what? What could happen if those two step into the scared and just sit there and go at it? He'll talk on Twitter all day, but he won't sign. He'll talk, yeah, he'll talk on Twitter and somehow, some magical way, he told Ariel Hawani, and this was like last last month, last couple last couple weeks ago, he told him that he is still financially fine. Yeah. Like he's fine on money. And I was like, so the, why are you like I get you're trying to get a fight to come back, but dude, three times you've asked for Chimaev. Three times, four times it's canceled. Four times that fight has been canceled because either you what got COVID or he got COVID. It seems like uh, so it's like dude. one doesn't have the right physicians and two doesn't care and stop training. So you want to know? You want to know why he doesn't have the right uh, physicians and America. why he's not getting ready? Like why he's not healing? <laughs> no, not just that. Maybe that. <laughs> But he basically, Dana basically, like last time Dana talked with him, which is one thing I hate. Not that I hate, I don't want to use hate because it's a strong word. But one thing I dislike about Dana, and you can be on my side with this, why is it with every Dagestani, Dana has to sit and talk with them? Yeah, it's like, dude, if whatever you guys are talking about is well, so important, is all the Dagestani fighters since Khabib have gotten special privileges. It, yeah, it, no, they're, they're all, all they're all brothers and sisters. That's why. I have yet to see. I have yet to see a female Dagestani fighter, know. but I'm more than sure they exist. <laughs> I'm more than more than sure they exist, and they're probably brother and sister to Khabib. I don't know. Yargermedov is like a name known in the MMA world now. You go to Bellator and they have 
they have Anyone two armor medals there. So it's like, dude, what all. the hell? Yeah. Like, it doesn't have – it. it could be the first half of that last name, the middle half, or the ending half. If you have one of those three halves in it, you're more likely 100%. related to Khabib somehow. <laughs> I don't know how. But yeah, it it it's starting to bother me a little bit with Dana where he does the oh yeah, well and he said this recently too. Uh he said this the press conference for two for UFC two fifty, two fifty-nine. He said that he was gonna sit down and talk with Khabib again over dinner on Saturday or on Sunday or Saturday night. Why are you sitting with Khabib so much? Yeah, you stop getting him to go. come back. And the reporters won't let him go. They, no, it's like, dude, okay, I get it. I'm I'm a small time reporter for for covering UFC content, but I'm not constantly sitting there. Is Khabib going to come back? Well, here, let me give you five reasons why I think he's going to. No, stop. He's done. He told Dana. And Dana, I, the thing with Dana and the whole Khabib is I don't think Dana expected that. I don't think Dana expected Khabib to do the. All right, well, yeah. I went 29 and 0. Well, everybody done. wants him to go 30 as well, but. Dana. Who's he going to go 30 against? I mean, sure, there's somebody out there where he can go the 30 against. That makes sense. You know? At all, if he were ever to come back to a super fight between him and GSP. He said he's. Is he GSP would. really going to come back, though? I, I have no idea. Is he really, though? Like, honestly, ask yourself I that mean, question. Is the, he really going to come back? come back ever for anyone? Khabib would be the one he came back for. That's what I'd say. Oh, yeah. Just because 29 and 0, you think so? the wrestling, the ground game, I think GSP is one person that m- I think he'd probably win. Yeah. Not just pose the threat. I pose think GSP would win it. I mean, I, I mean, I like to think, I like to think that eventually, sometime soon, in me watching fights again, could. Or uh, George St. Pierre will come back, but at the same time, dude, it's it's such a such a difficult topic because people are like, oh, well, GSP is, you know, here, let me, okay, hold on, let me get let me get your topics on this real quick. Yeah, so you know Stephen I, A. Smith, right? Obviously, right. Uh, and I'm using that okay. word. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this guy. No, it's fine. For that, it's it's okay. <laughs> But, dude, it's like him as a person, man. What can you stay in your lane, please? Yeah, go can you back cover to basketball or whatever it is that you cover. Oh, my God. Leave? Oh, my God. Uh, well, no, I have done with this. I'll send it to you. And it's the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. But Stephen A. Smith okay. talks for like, he, he doesn't have to know anything about the sport. <laughs> he. He talks so highly to as if he knows exactly what is going on in this sport. And it's like, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Stop, stop, stop. I've heard constant times Sonnen has talked about him where he's like, he doesn't. Nobody, he doesn't know. You don't know what you're talking about. Stay away from exactly. the sport and stay like, to what you're good at your covering. It's not combat sports because you got no idea. Because 
Because he was he was on there, and this was when Connor and Dustin was getting ready to go, and he was sitting there. And after the fight, when Dustin or when Connor lost, he was like, "This really poses a major threat for Connor McGregor that he is done and he needs to stop." And it was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait!" Oh, yeah. like, what? No, Jeez, hold on, again, you don't know what you're talking about, about man. Like, who, who are you? <laughs> you heard you you heard what he said about the female oh, fighters. Yeah. So that right there should have caught traction. How he's even still anywhere near combat sports ever. When he was like, when he was like, female fighter shouldn't, girl shouldn't be fighting. Yeah, in, cancel in, culture. Uh, UFC. Yeah, it was like, whoa. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. How did he get canceled? But yeah, you you can have. It's so stupid because as soon as that happened. As soon as that happened, Joanna was the first one to put up the video of her and Whaley going five rounds. And it was like, dude, that right there should so allow them to fight with what we're doing. Like, it's like, dude, why, why would you, why would you say some stupid tweet it's, like that? And then the take it down after that. Him. I think that's the only thing he's got to keep people talking about him is outrage. It's just like, dude, yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, like I said, jumping back to to the whole Leon Edwards and Muhammad fight, I got Muhammad going into it. I'm not the biggest Leon Edwards fan. Leon and Scott. don't like him. Don't like the way he talks about people in that division, especially. What if? What if though? What if Muhammad beats him? That moves uh, him up in the ranking. Surely it does. That ranking there. Um. Because that's Walter Wade's, right? That should be Walter Wade's. Yeah. I haven't. Let's see. So, Leon Edwards. Walter Wade's. Let's see. He's 13. Bilal Muhammad? Yeah. Number like six? Yeah. 13? He beats Edwards. He's number Bahal three. Bilal Muhammad is 13, right? I mean, that's, that's a huge jump. But then again, the people in the middle, like, that's, yeah, I don't know. That's a... Woodley and Maya aren't gonna be a big Wonder Boy. Wonder Boy, maybe middle. Thompson, probably. But like to jump all the way to three, that's pretty crazy. I didn't know he was thirteen. Well, I mean, when okay, hold on. When we were talking yeah. about UFC jumps to rankings, we all we can obviously talk and look at oh, yeah. what Michael Chandler did because Michael Chandler came in at. The rankings no, don't really mean anything. It was NA just, it was and jumped up to that. four. It was like, yeah, you know, that kind of that kind of confused me because it's like you knocked out Dan Hooker, you shot up the rankings to four, and what are you doing now? You're not doing anything. Yeah, really. You're just sitting there yeah. criticizing people for. You're just basically you're basically calling people out because you haven't had another fight again. So it's like, dude, I don't know what you expect to be doing. You're working with Kamaru Usman on what? Worst move ever. Oh, come on. That pissed me off, dude. That pissed me off when I opened my Instagram and seeing Kamaru working on foot stomps. I was like, great. I was like, the mass, the mossy doll and him rematch oh, no, in September can be the same outcome. He was foot just kind of dancing again. around by the end of it. If you didn't watch the full thing, I think he was making a joke. And if he wasn't, then that's ridiculous. 
If he wasn't, I don't know. All I can tell him is be ready this time because Masvidal is going to have a full fight yeah, camp. Yeah, he's got a full he camp, I'd say the same thing. Better than ever. Because <laughs> you can't really expect, like, these, I don't understand those fans either that are like, well, Masvidal had his chance. He had he had six-day no, no, he didn't. He, yeah, he had six-day notice. Guys, what that that is. sucks, though. That's not a full fight camp. That's a weight cut. Six days, twenty pounds. That's that's <laughs> yeah, a weight cut. Exactly. He's stopping up pizzas in Italy or somewhere. Training for a dude for four weeks, and which I respect nutrition the entire time and all that. Which I respect. Which I respect. You stop about a pizza and on your yeah. way to Abu Dhabi. I respect that. <laughs> in Italy, yeah, you know, on your private plane, you. But like, yeah, dude, I don't know. That's, I respect that. Uh, so, so, yeah, uh, coming up on basically the end of March after Edwards and Muhammad, we got Brunson and Brunson Holland. I think it's going to be fire. Yeah. Got. Like, I got Kevin Holland. If Kevin yeah, Holland yeah, put a no beating way. on Jacare Souza, there's, there's no way. I'm sorry. The way the way you beat Jacare Souza, it's it's done, dude, you, dude. You're on your back and you throw punches. Oh yeah, dude, that should he's not just, know. He's such a I would be hitter. so embarrassed, Plus, Brunson. I I don't see how he's still even around. I can see him being cut soon. Because he beat Shabazin. Because he beat Shabazin. Which I don't even know how long ago that was. Exactly that had it. We don't really year. know. <laughs> Middle of last year. Then, moving down, and this is going to be the last major pay-per-view of March. We got UFC 260. Oh, yeah. Stipe versus Ninganu 2. How do you... Which, how do you... I oh, think it's man. absolutely ridiculous. Some big boys right there. underdog for this fight. Yeah, no. How do yeah? How do you put Stipe like, at, at it, the underdog? Did you not ranking? see the first fight? <laughs> and I know, I know, everyone's gonna say, "Oh, and Ngannou is gonna learn from that I, and I back mean, and stuff." Really? Because I haven't seen any videos of him wrestling. I haven't seen any videos of takedown defense. I haven't seen him doing any jujitsu, anything. Like, I think he does have better stamina yeah. conservation now, so he might not get as winded let's, let's and pick see. his shots. But like, I. The thing, the thing with Stipe, man, is you know Stipe. I feel like Stipe, Stipe is almost done. Uh, if he loses, the that's whole it UFC, for him. you know. But because I mean, you had to think, dude. He's a he's a fire he's a firefighter in his spare time. I mean, he helped out in Cleveland, and it's like, you know, he. I don't want to say he put a cleaning well, on DC when they fought. I mean, he he's, fight, but... he definitely gave him gave him some. That was clean shots. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, and then you know, you look over to Ngannou. Plus, at this point, you know, you got oh, Derek yeah. Lewis racing up the up the charts. You know, I'm so excited. Who put a mad knockout on Curtis he's Blades? Like one of my favorites. <laughs> So it's like, man, it's like, what are you guys going to do? I mean, I'm down to see. And then, hold on. I just totally thought about it. And then you got 
John Jones coming up into this division after Ningano and him were yeah. trading words yeah. last last time with uh oh, speaking of with that, Rosenstruck and Gone when they fought. Yeah, you know, so you got Cyril Gone coming up, Derek Lewis coming up, oh, John yeah, Jones who's about to make his heavyweight debut. <laughs> You know, so you're gonna have three big names plus whoever's at the top by that time. See, whoever it, is at least with all the chaos in the lower heavyweight by that we time, which stack hopefully like ready is. to go heavyweight d- division. So. Yeah, you know, like it's it's honestly like this year, it's kind of hard to say what's gonna be the division of the year so far. I'm not gonna make early predictions for it, but if I had to choose. Well, it's looking like kind of you can't forget putting the you know, spotlight on and right everything now. that's already happened could still yeah you know plus Figueredo we got Figueredo in June <laughs> they're gonna run that back again which by that time hopefully Figueredo don't have no food poisoning and he's a hundred percent because with those two hundred percent on full fight camps not a three week turnaround that's gonna make it yeah. Plus, again, on main on co-main of UFC 260, we got my boy fighting. We got Brian Ortega fighting Alexander yeah, Volkanovski. Totally so it's like, dude, right there. Back. Plus, most likely we'll have after if if all goes well, which fingers are crossed, it does. Brian Ortega beats be Volkanovski, gets the title back, and. We finally get to see a redo, which would be part two or part three. No, it'd be part two. And I want like, okay, so if Brian Ortega wins, I want Ortega to get on that headset and go, Max Holloway, I'm calling you out. And if he calls out Max Holloway and we get the same Max Holloway that fought Calvin Cater, that's same way and everything. Yeah, dude, that's fine. It's take a lot to get there. what anybody says. I don't care what anybody says. Tell me. Tell me differently. If we if we get the Brian Ortega that fought Korean Zombie, which could have been better, but was clean. That elbow that he hit him with in the third third round, I think it was. Yeah, that he hit him with that spinning elbow real quick, caught him off guard. <laughs> and then we get the yeah, match hallway that him. fought Calvin Cater. That's that, dude. I'm the best boxer in the hallway. I don't know what happened to Hallway, man. He just. <laughs> I was like, okay. Connor commented on that, was like, all right. And then, not to mention that, like, you know, Connor hinted and teased at the fact of running it back with Max Holloway. I would which love that fight, but like you said, it's one be insane. Can't see anything else. Yeah. With with Holloway and Ortega, it would be fight of the year. There's no way. And I don't want. I don't. Here, here's oh, my yeah. one thing. I don't want. Well, I don't want no doctor stoppages. Brian this time. might have actually had some serious damage because the they didn't stop the last one. Like I'm, I'm glad that. Yeah, he. I guess that's the way to look at it. His eye was but shut already. The thing about Ortega is, like you said, I'm willing to die in there, and I was like, if that's how it went, that's how it went. So you can't let those. 
And Ortega, Ortega wasn't stopping, dude. He was going, and then when the when Herb got between him and was like, "Get the doctor in here," I was yeah. like, "No, no, no!" Nah, I was like, "Don't do that! Don't do that!" I was like, "We always, don't need to get him out of there." Always disappointing. It's kind of stupid, if you ask me. It's like that's what really like. I mean, I'm glad they stopped. They stopped it. But at the same time, I'm glad they stopped it. But at the, the same, same time, I'm like, dude, they were going. Diaz, they had a good thing like, going, and you, you ruined back it. Later, it's like part of Diaz's whole eye was like hanging off. Not eye, but is like above his eye. Wow. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's the same thing. It's the same thing with like with Stepe and DC, the eye pokes in the last fight, yeah. the last children's fight. It's like, Let's... why are you guys eye poking each other? <laughs> Because, like, oh, remember DC's like eye after days, that fight? After, like, yeah, he couldn't see for yeah, a couple days, gnarly. and his eye yeah. was all, like, weird and stuff. It looked gross. I don't yeah. know. I, that's what I called it. I was like, was ew, bad. his eye looks gross. I was like, what's wrong with it? So, yeah. Um, like, dude, like I said, crazy, crazy amount of news coming up, dude. Crazy amount of fights. This year, 2021 is already really looking like I have a I found a picture the other day that um, that was on Instagram and I kind of took it, but it had all of the fights from Connor and Cowboy to uh, Wonder Boy and Neil. It had all of the poster bouts for um, for last year. And I was like, damn, I was like looking at it this morning. I was like, we're only the first like first two major pay-per-views of this year already. Like, we've already hit 250. We already hit 259. We're getting ready for 260. Sure. I was like, first three pay-per-views of this year already, if you actually think about it. Because we had Dustin and Dustin and Connor, and then just recently the, the triple header, and then next two weekends, three weekends later, we'll have 260. So it's, we're already three pay per views. Yeah, it's a year. great it's, year for combat. Sports. It started off pretty crazy. This is this is a great year, man. I mean, not to say 2020 yeah, wasn't, but man, this this year is looking promising already. With with no with, I'm hoping with like with no cancels, no nothing like that, we'll we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Well, Which like most we likely will have canceled, but that's, that's going to happen have regardless. A which we didn't really have as much in 2020, if I remember. Oh, it's media day today? I didn't know it was media day for yeah. Muhammad and Edwards. Oh, so, yeah, uh, basically covered everything that we needed to cover. Great um, podcast. Once again, you dude, awesome finally back. having you on here. Talk. Oh, yeah, dude. You'll have to be back. We'll have to figure that one out again, dude. Be back on here. Good hour talking fights with you, dude. Stuff, uh, like always. But, um, yeah, dude. Yeah, good stuff. We'll have to get you back on here soon. Uh, obviously, when the co-host is here, that way it's all three of us and we're all just sitting here talking fights and stuff. And, uh, yeah, like I all said, right, I already yeah. told you this is going to be a bonus episode. So, all right, later, bro. That. And, uh, 